Hi. Hello. Hello. How you doing? So good. Welcome back. To Welcome your- back. Do we remember Welcome to do back. this? Welcome back. Welcome, Welcome back, back to the Wanda About Birth Podcast. We are three birth professionals. And best friends. And we're here to talk about what it's really like to live in the world of birth. It's not all glitter and rainbows. Or as we like to say, it's a lot more shit than glitter. I'm Kim Gaines. <laughs> you said it wrong. It's a lot more shit than glitter. Giggles. 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 Oh, because... <laughs> Because I've been looking up the glitter, the glitter. I couldn't uh, tell if you're being sarcastic. I wasn't. Not. I did it wrong. <laughs> Introduce yourself. I'm Kim Haynes, midwife at Linda Tree Midwifery, and I fucked up the intro. <laughs> I'm Meredith Rowe, also a midwife at Linda Tree Midwifery, and that goes to show how long it's been since we've done this. And I'm Jess McKee, and I'm a birth assistant at Linden Tree Midwifery. And the only capable person in this I, podcast. I, I don't know. That's not true. I was supposed to do a shout out to my Clitorati, which is a funny <laughs> new <laughs> group that we just formed last night with Augustine and Christine and everybody. And so I was like, I'm going to do a shout out. So when I said Clitor, I was like, wait, too soon. <laughs> too soon <laughs> what's up you Hi. know you really love them when their intro happens in the they've, intro they've worked their way well that's because christine is so needy she's so attention needy that i had to include her yeah i have no <laughs> idea who you're talking about but christine loria breach without borders oh yes now i know you're talking about so okay. i'm not on first name basis with all these awesome ladies like you are it's been a really long time since we've recorded and we had kind of decided that we weren't going to do it anymore because we were all going so many different Crazy. directions. Low-key nuts or just completely yeah. nuts. And um, <laughs> so nuts. how did you guys feel about it? Because we it's we had a whole summer off. <laughs> Low-key nuts sounds really powerful, actually. Like the, Low-key the nuts. Marvel. Is it Marvel like the, character? Yes. Or it's the god of uh, mis- chaos. Mischievi- chaos and <laughs> Yes, that's why that's his name in the Marvel. Yeah. Char- yeah. So, uh, like, I really enjoyed not having anything to do for the summer besides all my other jobs but how did you guys feel about it <laughs> do, do you guys know how long it's been since we recorded no no was it like last winter it's I, been i think it was in the spring wasn't it eight months eight wow <laughs> no. that's january Crazy. 9th holy holy We're crap the worst. Balls. january 9th i can't believe that that explains a lot about my mental health i feel like how do i feel i feel like <laughs> meredith and i's mental health went down dramatically when we weren't <laughs> able to process together I feel, every week i feel like we have um regressed to the worst versions of ourselves we're at work our clients pretty much just expect us to like poke fun at each other for our entire visits and they're like wow do you guys like really like each other we're like no yeah, we really do <laughs> we really do <laughs> I feel so I feel good about it because we have interviews like um, a couple of interviews already set up and I feel like you were just, you know, newly divorced and like into that like freedom. Yeah. Mindset. And making real money. Yeah. Like working living a your lot. Best life. <laughs> and then I was getting my stuff together with midwifery wisdom yeah. and and you were still, still obsessed with You're my child postpartum. That's never going to end. I had three jobs, but now I'm down to two. So thank goodness, I had I don't know how many jobs I have currently. (laughs) So many, you just keep adding to them. Well, I'm excited to be back. Me Me too. too. Were those days that had to like walk away to realize how much we really loved something? Like I hate that plot line, but we are those people. We needed a break. I just needed to throw in there today because I, of course, work with your husband um, everywhere, and uh, he walked into work today and he goes. Oh, uh, <laughs> this is my Chuck impression. Uh, so you guys, you guys are recording today, huh? And I was like, yeah, 
Yeah, we are. And he goes, I just got to say that I am just really happy that you guys are doing that because uh, it's a really good thing you got going there and you really shouldn't fuck it up. And if you could say that in your intro, I would really appreciate it. <laughs> blah, 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 I think it's because this was his idea in the first place. So if it fails, that makes him a failure. That's true. That's true. I'm also, I feel like he's probably tired of being like your only clutch that we haven't been hanging out as much. I know Terrence was like really happy to hear that we were recording again. So he was like, thank God, I'm so fucking tired of listening to her bitch. Thank the Lord. <laughs> I wonder if he's getting tired of our sex and sushi days and he was happy that I was doing something else. How could anybody I ever? I Wednesdays. Uh, we'll, we'll be having some tomorrow. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I don't think you I guys are giving that up. I think oh, anybody never. could ever yeah. get tired of sex and sushi days. No way. But uh, let's fill people in a little bit on what went on Don't during our start. summer. Can we just focus on the fun stuff? Yeah, yeah. we can. That's or the like important stuff yeah highlights. Too. We so work wise, Linden Tree is about to become a three midwife what? practice. Yes, it's so exciting. I am so excited because I've been doing this for a long time, and I always talk about a three midwife practice but most people either can't afford it or can't or not like busy enough for right. it or you don't find enough people that you can work with yeah, it's or so th- hard yeah, to work with trust, people but it turns out when you are a um a village-based practice when the money you make goes back out to the people that mean the most to you and you pay people what they're worth guess what they you actually can fucking you. afford it and mm-hmm. i am extremely excited and I, we're not telling you who that person is or when that's starting yet but I am I am fucking stoked. Yeah. You know what I'm excited about for that is because we'll explain to people like having what anytime you have two midwives, you yes, you have off call time, but, it's, not but real. it's really not off call time because there's always that. What if two people go into labor at the yeah, same time? Like if you like give yourself permission to like go a couple hours away on a weekend. Yeah, it's really you can't really I mean, you can enjoy it, but yes. you also constantly have in the back of your mind. Like what if I have to get up at 3 a.m. Yep. Yeah. And rush back three hours from here to make a birth. And so the beauty of the three midwife system is now there's a first call, a second call and, and someone no completely call. off call. Yes. Don't call me. In the meantime, we've been using just in case grace. Which oh is my god, Grace is such an angel. I right? can't. I don't know how she tolerates that. She's amazing, and she's been filling in. So this weekend, I'm going to Roanoke to teach with Augustine for midwifery wisdom. Ooh, and in order for me right. to do that, mm-hmm. Grace has to be midwife number two. Yep. And you know she's probably getting tired of this. We I'm sure her, she's so sick of her, us. We uh, owe birth shirts and chocolate, by yeah, the way. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great idea. Thank you for being part of our village, we Grace. Love you so yes. Thanks for being much. so patient with us. Yes, um, so. And then... Fun stuff. I mean, we we're talking about Linden Tree, but we went to Naked Spa. Yeah, it was the first time amazing. in almost four years. Yes, it was actually Insane. four years. How? How was it? Four I went. Years at, ago? I went with my mom bod. It's so crazy. Last time we went, I didn't have a mom bod yet. Welcome, it's welcome so to mom cool. bod. But it seemed like we had just been there, it even did. though it was four years. Like the past four years has just been like. I was getting it's some. World, I was, well, I think yeah, Naked Spa is a vortex, also, right? Yeah. Like, get there in the world but I've been away. getting like time hops on Facebook, and I'm like, how is that four years ago? I like know. from when our podcast started? It's because we're old now, so time yeah, flies. It's it just true. goes. It's crazy. Does that mean we're having fun? Always. We're I just mean. old. <laughs> You're always <laughs> You're having fun, Jess. I do. I do. Always have we're fun. just living vicariously <laughs> through you. I have to say though, I think Jess and I crushed. The music scene this summer. I yeah, feel like we watch. did so much fun music this summer. We'll talk which about is what music festivals you guys did. Okay, you go first. So, well, the first one we'll talk about is me and Meredith have gone a couple times to the Red Wing Roots Festival oh, in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Magic. Outside. And it is so magical. One day, maybe since we are 
going to be a three midwife practice now. We've been trying to get Kim we to come for so rope long. Kim in because you would absolutely. You, if I can bring everybody who goes absolutely thrives. It's, it's such a magical place. It's so beautiful, and the kids love it so much. Like now, I bring my kids, and the bands are amazing. Mm-hmm. So we had such so a blast fun. at that <laughs> the first night. That I the was rain. there, and it was raining. But remember, oh I my gosh, you just sat in a on, puddle. I was kind of on an empty stomach, and I might have gone <laughs> a little too hard in on the Jameson. But it was like so subtle. Maybe I didn't really realize it until I realized you were sitting in a puddle, and I was like, yeah, oh, I gone. didn't realize it either. And then the next day, they're like, "You were just sitting in a puddle," and I was like, "I don't even remember." My kid was sleeping like Penny was. My kid was sleeping on a table, like we were trapped under like a six by six canopy with like thirteen people. We all were just like (laughs) piled on each other. You would have had, you would not have enjoyed that. I would not have. This is not helping your cause at all. No, no, but the rest of it was beautiful. The rest of it was beautiful. Well, if I have the camper, Um, I can go inside for those moments. Yeah, it was on top of a mountain. You wouldn't have made it. That's why Terrence wasn't (laughs) there because he got trapped. So we did the Red Wing Roots Festival, which still is like one of my favorite things ever. Yeah. And then I um, went to six different Grateful Dead and Company yeah, yeah. shows. So I, went to I know. And I loved it because I've never been to a Grateful Dead and Company show before this summer. And man, the scene at those shows is so much so fun. Much like fun. So chill. Camaraderie and everybody's so chill. But I went in Atlanta, Virginia, Philadelphia. I went to three in San Francisco. Um, and then since then, I've been to two Bob Weir and the Wolf Brothers concerts, which is the oldest lead singer from Grateful Dead and Company. So my dad used to be a deadhead, but he's, say, he's, he's so not proud. anymore. <laughs> but he is he's not. always like, are, are you at the Grateful Dead show again? Like, yes, I am. Well, when when did you become a deadhead? I'm like this summer. Well, I've always been dead inside. Now yeah, it's just now I'm just a deadhead. So I just found music area. that portrays. That. Yeah, now I'm coming alive inside, and I'm becoming a deadhead. So I went. I went and got him a um, terrapin station because me and my dad love to save turtles. So I got him a oh, terrapin. Oh, you do love to save turtles. I got him a terrapin station patch, and I gave it to him. He's like. When did you become such a deadhead? <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> I love that. What other music festivals did you do? You- so we did Fiddles and Fists, which is right down the street from our house. And this year they had the Steel Drivers, which is like a massive band to oh, have I love that band. on yeah. our street in Winchester, Virginia. So awesome. And um, it was so great because I literally ran into like... I think I ran into like 10 of our moms there. So it's just been like so fun. Oh, I feel right. like our community, it just showed the summer showed me how much our community has grown because mm-hmm. like we went to Appaloosa as well, which I like I knew we'd say, see our moms there, there. Yeah. But like, I, I mean, so many people, it's just been like, it's gone to the point where Terrence like doesn't even try anymore. If yeah. I stop to talk to someone, he just like keeps going because it's Chuck nonstop. Does it. Chuck does it. Well, you didn't introduce me. And I'm like, no. oh, for God's No, sakes. we did that. We did that for the first five <laughs> yeah, years of our relationship. No. And then he finally realized I wasn't going to do it because it's just too much. Yeah. Well, I and panic because so, I forget the dad's names. Yeah. And so I don't want to introduce just the mom and not the dad. And oh. so I panic. And then I say nothing yeah. at all. I do that thing where I pull no I like kind of like go back and just like watch it unfold and let them enter themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and it usually works out okay. And we saw a lot of our community at Red Wing too, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. And we've gotten really into like Low Water Bridge Band, which is like a local band. Oh, so much so fun. amazing. That's right. That's right. We did Crick Picking. Yeah. Couple, mm-hmm. I did a couple of times. I missed the, all those The Crick Picking with Low Water Bridge Band was so, so good. Was we danced and danced. And I even went to a concert with you. Yeah. Um, we went to Government Mule, who was fucking Oh, awesome. that's right. That was, I did a lot in, of concerts Until this I year. hit the fence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that your car is still now broken. <laughs> <I from. did. laughs> 
And, but I did finally get... That fence came out of nowhere. Listen, I... All those... Listen... Not moving on from that. <laughs> didn't make a, a big but enough turn. It's I do, fine. I do feel like we didn't dance together as much as we usually do. Yeah. I don't think we, the three we of went us went to, dancing at all this one, summer. I think we went once. Yeah. I remember one. one. Mm, maybe, nope. maybe it was a dream. Maybe but at box office. Nope. 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 Oh. I'm making it up. I, I don't know. Yes. we. The last time we went dancing, you and Terrence and Penny and obviously Eliza were all there. Yeah. And we were sitting at one of the tables. But that was months ago months and months and months ago so yeah now we just need like to do all of it but i do feel like in the winter we do better about going dancing at box office yes exactly it's been a really actually has been a really fun summer like i miss you guys but we've also done some really cool stuff i've been doing really chuck and i have been taking the kids granted we do have a camper now so it makes it easier but we went camping several times Mm -hmm. we even went down and camped towards um chantilly which was yep amazing bull run campground is like super family friendly i even so made it to fun. trial pond one time oh, just yeah. for one night i know chuck was so jealous he's like know. i just miss that place so much uh, no, all so right we'll do one this year yeah and so, so anyways we had a lot and of in the midst of all this we were doing births too yeah we had a very Some crazy chapters very busy summer and right now we have a little lull yeah I before mean, the been, storm yeah it's been two and a half weeks since we've had a birth I but know. it was I mean, it's, we have grown, we have grown, we've grown. That's why we hired a third midwife. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's been great. Which I knew, like, I will say, I knew we would grow. Like I've said that to you from the beginning, but I had always looked back in the past, like new practices, new centers and how long it took to get to that point without taking into consideration. I already have like you, you, I, we have repeat moms. You brought in so So many people. So we started off with a much stronger foundation than normal, but it's hard because now I have to step back. So there are repeat moms that like I've seen twice and you've seen the majority of their pregnancy with everything. Luckily we're the same humans. So it works out. (laughs) And by the same, you mean completely, completely opposite, totally opposite. Yeah. But in terms of like ability, I feel like we, tend to be on the same level so um do you have anything that you want to talk about because i have a wine that i would like to do because we started this so that we can complain about birth work so we can celebrate birth work and then i'm super excited about our we're going to do a birth story of the week yeah from from someone that you all know that we've all talked about many many times uh no i do not have anything to wine about wine about i have a wine i have it's and it's huge and i am saying it with my voice but i want you to envision like 400 million people yelling it on the top of their lungs the the local birth scene in the hospital has gotten so fucked up over the last since we recorded i can't even begin to explain it that's pretty scary it's horrific and i keep wanting to say that i have faith in the hospital scene and we love centerville obgyn i just Mm want to throw that in there Mm -hmm. and we have been our nurses continue to be amazing the nurses are absolutely the best yeah they are making everyone's birth as, as phenomenal as possible but i will say the majority of the stories i'm hearing and the majority of the issues i'm seeing are postpartum yeah mm. and that is when i'm still there so we're still in the birth room they haven't been moved to mother baby yet but the stuff i'm hearing coming out of doctors mouths and the stuff that i'm seeing them do is horrific and i'm just wondering how it is and i've said this a million times that myself and you meredith as a community midwife can be called dangerous 
and uneducated when I walk into a hospital and watch a doctor suture and then pack a vagina with gauze, with enough gauze to pack a camel. <laughs> I've seen that. Forget about it. Yeah. Whether I didn't even not, know that was still a thing until I heard well, the story. Well, I don't story. know if they forgot about it. I've only it. seen it once in well, all my years. And I was like, what, what? the absolute hell well, is she doing? I did. Yeah. I was like, what, what is happening now? Well, there's still some bleeding. I said, not yeah, after no, that suture job. Like, he, so much suturing and then packing. And I was like, really? Like, I usually don't. I do. Okay, also, I do. bleeding is like a normal part of well, postpartum. Go? So, yeah, exactly. Like, you Can want. Can we use our common sense? So, and I've, and yes. And so, I have heard of people doing the vaginal packing but there's no there is zero research to show that that works yeah and then you know what's going to happen let's all think about it let's use our brain what happens if you block the exit of blood from a uterus that has just given birth it's going to clot and then you're going to hemorrhage right through everything Mm -hmm. so then it's like oh thank god you were in the hospital i'm like fuck you guys yeah absolutely not yeah and thank you to the nurses again who were there to essentially just save the day is what they're doing. And imagine these nurses watching this behavior and not have, right. Feel like you are in a culture that will let you do anything. They have no autonomy. Right. And so they're just like fixing, constantly fixing. And again, our moms are like, God, those nurses were phenomenal. They were amazing. They're whatever. But I don't know what's going on in the OB community. I don't know who's teaching these people. And yeah, I know this is aggressive, but I mean, cut me a fucking break. Well, and I think it's something that we're saying this because throughout the history of our podcast, we have been very like the hospital's doing better. Like, let's support them. So they support us. I was going to say, it's it's still a battle since COVID. Ever since COVID, we've watched the culture in the hospital just go downhill remarkably like it's insane like the decision making happening in triage is blowing my mind like around heart tone specifically i'm like i don't understand yes what's happening we've had i don't understand to recap we've had a mom sent home before with an abrupted placenta Mm -hmm. we've had a mom sent back in labor with a crashing baby Mm -hmm. who was then had an emergency cesarean Mm -hmm. and it's all i don't know if it's around the mindset of you're a stupid midwife and you don't know what you're talking about or they truly don't look at the big picture right yeah. like if you look at just heart tones like how much of it or, is ego and how much of it right. is like they have the comfort of an or five seconds always they or take they, way more risks than they correct. should or yeah. they burnt out and yeah. they just cannot um one other thing i will say that happened so all these things that i'm talking about have happened in the past or the last eight months or whatever it's um we have a mom who i love who was considering a midwife delivery in the hospital mm-hmm. strictly for insurance purposes and i was like i support that 100 percent. yeah if you can birth for free in the hospital yeah. we always i mean i would consider that in the birth environment that works best for them exactly for a number of reasons and then immediately and it's and i've heard that you know going from hospital to home is life-changing going from home to a hospital is traumatizing yeah, yeah. so and i could be wrong if you're out there and you've done it and you loved it great well if you go to a hospital that is supportive and right exactly right yeah so it, it can go either way and depending on like yeah exactly but this mom it did not go in a positive way at her first visit the midwife the midwife looked at her and said what are you doing having vaginal births you have giant babies and she was like i always have giant babies and they in this so that she further looked at the chart and said oh my god how did your midwife get that last baby out thank god your midwife your midwife did your midwife did your mid she goes first off i did it 
I push my baby out in two pushes. Yeah. Non-issue. Yeah. Well, you obviously had gestational diabetes and they didn't test you for it. Nope. nope. I, I was tested. All my lab work was great. And the midwife, and this is why I hate all midwives being lumped together. It's bullshit because this midwife is giving us a bad name, said, I would be terrified. This is allegedly. I would be terrified to deliver your baby. I recommend a C-section. So after normal vaginal, after normal births, vaginal births, all of yeah. them, several, I won't say how many, several vaginal births, no C-sections ever for any reason whatsoever. And a midwife said, I get this midwife needs some skills training. Yeah. I'm happy to help Come with to that. Like if you're terrified of a dystocia, yeah. then you shouldn't be a midwife. If you can't resolve yeah. a dystocia, if you have to hit a button to call a doctor or someone else to do your job, and it pisses me off that we share that title yeah. and granted and, and also CNMs, that our titles are seen as less right than others now that was a cnm but right, for the record i know phenomenal cnms right that's well. what i'm saying though like as a cpm yeah they just laugh. assume our license is less than a cnm's license so unless, these yeah. stories are are specifically to the doctors and the midwives that are causing these issues i know there's phenomenal doctors out there there's phenomenal nurses out there there's phenomenal cnms out there but recently the stories that I have been hearing just for these sweet people that are like, maybe I will save money. We want a large family paying a fee for out of hospital because the insurance and the political bullshit behind why they won't pay us is disallowing them to birth for minimal cost. Mm -hmm. I understand that they should be able to go into a hospital and feel safe. Yeah. But as long as these people in the hospital are saying things like, I would be terrified to deliver your baby. And I recommend a C-section people will be going broke to have out of hospital births unless yeah. they find a CNM who takes insurance and like, look at Natasha. She fought, but she fills up so quickly yeah. because she's been doing it for so long and I'm sure she would love to help more people, but it's not possible. Yeah. Yeah. My biggest concern with what's going on right now is around like availability of resources. Yes. Like I don't understand how we are supposed to keep our clients safe when we need to transfer if where we're transferring to doesn't even have the resources that they are supposed to have to keep people safe. Correct. And it makes me wonder like what's happening to people who plan hospital births. So yeah. explain a little bit for them yeah, what like you mean by on. not having enough resources so we've had a couple cases of hypertension since we recorded last which is like a lot really surprising like yeah. we haven't had this many cases of hypertension like in our entire career we've also had a, a huge increase in horribly hemorrhaging miscarriages in the first trimester yeah yeah so we have unfortunately had to transfer hypertension. Like well, that's not something we, I mean, we don't mess around with anything, but especially with hypertension, we're like, look, there's magnesium. You could save this birth outcome, hopefully by accessing this resource. So let's transfer and keep you and baby safe. Right. So we get to this hospital, we get to this transfer and the mom, I don't actually, the mom went without us because it was, she was not, was she in labor? No, she wasn't right. in labor. So she ends up going for an induction, right? And so she doesn't, she goes in without our support, but like obviously we're like texting the whole time, keeping up to date. And so anyways. usually the beginning of the induction can be really slow. And so like, we're just like sleep and wait for right. things to kick in and, and then, then let it, us know when you need right. us. And then kept offering, kept offering and they like didn't feel called to have that support. Like they were doing well, like sounds good. So then we check in after the birth we're like talking at her two-week postpartum and i'm like yeah like so glad you went in for magnesium and she's like oh i don't think i ever got it what and i was like what and she was like yeah i never got it and um 
someone overheard in the hallway. That was you. That was me. Overheard the nurse during another hypertensive right, situation. Right, second one. The medication that they wanted, the doctor said, why haven't you given this to her yet? And the nurse said, because... They, we don't have any. Yeah. And we haven't for a while. And I was like, holy shit. So we're transferring these moms with hypertension for medication. Now, I'm not saying it wasn't magnesium. Them and their babies safe. Whatever their first go-to is, whatever the doctor wanted, they did not have. So whatever approach that was is what they were out of. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so there are like, al- there's always alternatives. Yeah. Right? But it's also, it's like we're transferring there for them to have that. And then if they don't have that, then it's what, like, what then are, they might as well have stayed out of hospital yeah, at that point. Because there was also a period of time when there was a shortage of epidurals. Like, well, can you believe an, Yeah. We, we had like, a client what? wait over three hours for an epidural because mm-hmm. they didn't have the resources. We also had a client report that they didn't have any more Pitocin. So they oh were just God. inducing people so, with side With Cytotec. Yeah. After the woman who so we had another mom that was considering transfer and then she ended up needing to transfer and we knew she was going to have a c-section like i just you know you know whatever and when i called the nurse said if she's coming in for an epidural tell her we don't have them so my word just stay home if that's all she wants and i was like first off thank you for being honest with me secondly what the hell yeah you know and to piggyback on this I had a mom hemorrhage in the hospital. I'm not laughing because of the hemorrhage. I'm watching the hemorrhage and my midwife brain immediately. I actually said, do you want me to rub that for you? Because no fundal massage was happening whatsoever. And they were like, no, but I will take whatever they asked for. I think they, they, she wanted Cytotec, um, PO or whatever, or not Cytotec, um, miso. She asked for miso and the nurse like walked off. And then the doctor goes, I said, Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah, we ordered it. And, I, and so I couldn't oh, even help myself. Did you even have it? No. And I said, wait, wait, are you telling me your anti-hemorrhagic medications are not in this room? And they go, no, we keep it down in and the. Fixes. And I was like, oh holy shit. God. But I'm unsafe. Yeah. I need a t-shirt that says, but I'm unsafe. Yeah. Like what in the actual hell? Okay. Okay. So, so in short, we like Meredith and I, Linden Tree specifically, is very conservative in their practice style. And I've been transferring to Winchester for 12 years. And I appreciate them. I appreciate the hospitalists. I appreciate the nurses. I appreciate everyone involved. However, recently, that care has gone. It's not even down. It's confusing. Yeah. I don't know why. Remember, we had a doctor bloodlet a baby yeah, yeah. where you Bl- just like can't even wrap your mind around baby. it because it's so far away from what is safe and normal because yeah. if you're hiring people from other cultures totally support that make sure that whatever cultural things that they do for babies have been research based right and right. so i'm just like i'm afraid to transfer people yeah you or know? like i, 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 feel I like definitely am not gonna go not let them go by themselves i feel like i have no idea what we're walking into anymore exactly and yeah. again thank god for the nurses all of you are phenomenal and all of our moms are like oh thank god for this nurse thank god for that nurse like they really mm-hmm. made it so that my birth was not only tolerable but like enjoyable and i have yeah. to say too there's like the one provider that we have gotten to know a little bit better i've actually heard a couple good birth stories coming from that but i honestly think that was because we have built more of a relationship with that provider and there's right. just like a better more there's a higher level of expectation right yes and accountability so the hospital there. is there that we have transferred to again and again are learning our level of experience and 
our moms also expectations and the health of, of our moms. Correct. Yeah. And, but these, these come and go hospitalists, yeah. I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know the stuff that's still coming out of their mouths, the jaundice comments, the vagina packing, the over CPS su- calls over informed CPS. decision-making. CPS call over what? Like, yeah. first off, you should read the pamphlet that explains word for word what is reportable to CPS. I thank you because I've done it. Hello. Yeah. Like, yeah. what is happening? So I have no, I the, the faith in this healthcare system is absolutely going for me right now. Another note, I don't think we covered this in our podcast because it just happened, but um, while they're having less resources and help for us in the medical community, our law finally got changed. Yeah. We have more. Yeah. So it's now in the Virginia code or whatever that uh, CPMs can have access to administer life-saving medications. Life-saving which medications. we've always been trained to give, just and haven't Linden legally Tree, had access to. And Linden Tree has always had access to that. Right. But I, as a CPM, have always needed to have you mm-hmm. or Katie or Kimberly or Tori with me to use them. And now I don't need you. I love you, but I don't need you. So, yeah. And so that I don't know if everyone remembers our medication episode that we did. But so now um, legally we can order and have and give, um, you know, oxygen, Pitocin, uh, Sogitech, um, all the things. things. It just gives us a lot more flexibility in our birth teams, which is great considering we're now becoming a three person team, three person midwifery team. And I just we have to give credit to I know that there were countless midwives that went into that. But Misty Ward and Kim Pekin like led that like ridiculous march towards Mm -hmm. the very bare minimum, which is it's also been over a decade in the making. And they have been working and working and working and working and Mm -hmm. just tirelessly. And I appreciate that so much. Cheers to that. But on that note, it is time to go to our break. And when we come back, we're telling a birth story, right? And I think we have yes. a couple little like snippets of birth, other little birth stories. Yes, so much has happened. I know. Well, yeah, it's been a lot months. of births. Yeah, it's true. We so, can't possibly catch up with all of it in one episode. I'm just happy to be back. <laughs> Me too. Catching our groove. All right, so let's get a break. Cue the music. Oh yeah. So the sponsor oh, yeah. for today's podcast is us. We've been using the same Patreon ad for a really long time, so we figured we might as well make a new for one. Is that a shout out? I for know to for all of our patrons <laughs> that we kn- we love and know we're so grateful to have you as patrons of our podcast. We, we don't deserve you. Even Thank you for letting us fail you for four really years. We've really been failing, but now we're going to get back on track. There's three levels that you can join up if you would like to support our podcast. And once again, for this, all of our no patrons, matter what our output is, though. I- do think we'll do better this time and for all of our patrons we still Man. have we love you and appreciate you so Thanks much for all words can even describe thank you for your patience We're desperately in love with you and all we yes. have to say is cheers, cheers. you're not giving up on us Welcome back from that delightful break. So delightful. It actually was. It, it was, was so we fun. We exercised, y'all. <laughs> we did. And for the first time in probably two years, we made a video for everybody. In theory, we'll see if it gets put to you. You get shit done, but we'll make see if it actually logistically works out, that it all gets put together. Oh. First off, I'm doing it. This is Kim speaking. Mm-hmm. It will get done. It'll be done within an hour of us and leaving, and it will well. be on social media. Oh, nice! Lucky y'all. To I want to say delightful video. I want to say for the record, I know I used to be the one that was always late, but I got here on time That's today. True. You did. You did that. I am so proud of you. Mm-hmm. So I just want to. I just want to put that out there. I was late because my 18 year old 
is... You have an 18 year old. That's crazy. I know. And Chris will be 28 next, next month, but that he's house sitting for a month and I dropped him off mm-hmm. and he, and, and I was like We're waving, like, bye, <laughs> I was waving at the door <laughs> and he had to up. shut the door in my face. I was like, okay, bye. I love you so much. Bye. I like to he's like down the street. <laughs> I mean, I can see him every day if I want to. I'm just yes. saying it's a lot. You're literally me. like two miles away from mm-hmm. him right now, but no, I am proud of you Thank for you. that. Um, yeah. Kim texted me yesterday because I let my uh, 12-year-old walk home from the playground. Panic. Panicked. I panicked. And I knew that her grandmother was going to drive by and see her on the way. Unless she was stolen. Yeah. And then she wouldn't. <laughs> and she texted Did me. Did she take a walkie-talkie? She had her cell no. phone. Oh, oh, she had a cell she phone. phone. And so she texted me along. And she's like, oh, my God, it's not even my kid. And I'm freaking out. Because Did Edie- you follow her in your vehicle behind her creepily? People out there that have daughters specifically understand Evie has been riding my butt about mm-hmm. more freedom, which I have been giving. She's been walking with Ren mm-hmm. more, more well for the first time, but she was like, <laughs> so she used Ren as a weapon. She goes, Oh mom, Ren is walking home from the park by herself. And I was like, what? And she goes, yeah, see, see, Jess just lets her do whatever she wants. So I immediately got on the phone. I was like, Jessica, <laughs> I was You're like, I'm to get an experience. I was like, I feel like You're whatever, making my life a living hell. I feel like saying whatever she wants is a little bit of an overreaction. Of course it is. She uses you against me. Yeah. I mean, they'll figure out something to use. I we all know that. Um, before we launch into our birth story of the week, um, or dive in. Like a muff. <laughs> um, I miss that. I wanted to tell the little the little clip from the so me and Meredith did a birth together. Uh, how long was that? Like two months ago, a month and a half ago. And so we actually missed the birth. It was one of those births where oh, yeah. <laughs> we got called to go to the birth, and then like while getting ready, Meredith called me back and was like, "So she already had the baby," but. I was like probably 15 minutes away from where this person lived while Meredith was still at least like 45 minutes out. So far away. (laughs) It was the longest 40 minutes of my life. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to get up. I'm going to get in the car. I'm going to rush there. Someone will be there if something needs to happen. But (laughs) But you didn't have like a Doppler and like whatever you would normally do when you got there. And so I called Kim because Kim's house is on the way. And I was like, can I stop and grab your med bag so that I have something? Well, it's not a med bag. Meredith has a med bag. That's right. I have a not med bag. A not like med a prenatal bag. bag. Prenatal bag. Just whatever stuff. I w- would think I would need. And so. When birds are going this fast, you really don't need any of it. But it is so nice to yes, have. Yes, it is nice to have. <laughs> and so I like pull up to her house. It's what, like three in the morning. And, it's and they live like in the middle of nowhere. And she's like, I need it. every moment counts at this point yes. so i like jump up and i'm running outside i'm ready i'm like i'm ready to hand her whatever she needs from my vehicle yes and so i get out I'm like all right where's the bag i need it i gotta get she a car pulls I gotta up, go. rolls her window down and thinks i'm just gonna toss it in there however <laughs> then what happens well when i went to open my car i noticed a huge spider on the handle <laughs> and so i couldn't <laughs> so she's like throw the bag and i'm like but i can't she's like can't 
throw the bag. And I was like, the bag's in the car. There's a spider on the handle. She goes, oh, my God. Okay, I got this. So she puts her car in park, opens the door, runs to the car, has to get in there. And I was She's like, like and the baby just came out. Thank you very much. The whole time I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God, it's falling. It's just, watch out. Don't let it get on the bag. And she drives away. I am wrought with adrenaline. Like, you're like, I need to go run three miles. You're like, I should have just gone to the birth because I can't sleep now anyway. I saw a spider. It was the slowest emergency handoff ever. <laughs> but the birth was amazing. It was amazing. And we missed all of it. But allegedly. It so yes. The photos are so Everything amazing. Everything was great. And uh, my favorite part of that missed birth mm-hmm. was that they have. So I always thought that my love for like little children was like dead. I didn't oh. have any more soul inside of me. You oh, did. You right. like lit up. But after the birth. They have a little girl who, to me, looks and acts exactly like yeah. my daughter Ren did, did when she was like, yeah, they have such a like, similar little personality. When yeah. she was like two or three, and she came into the room, and I swear, everything that my body remembered about being a mom came back out, and I was like, oh yeah, you were God. a waste of waste of birth worker space after that. You yes. were just like so enamored with this child. I was like, and I'm just gonna let you sit there and stare at this child. Thankfully, that she, while I do all the other thankfully things. Thankfully, she didn't wake up until we were almost ready to leave anyway. <laughs> I was like, are you, are you going to stay here? Like, are you, are you leaving? Are you just going to like live with them now with this small child? Yeah. I'm just really, I would have felt like to have a small child. You're like, I don't remember loving this so much. It's so nice when it's like someone else's kid. I know. And I could just leave and be like, that was fun. I can honestly say that's never happened to me. Yeah. At least not yet. We'll see. Maybe my favorite part of that story is the dad went upstairs because the, one of the girls woke up and he went to go like put her back to sleep and came upstairs the baby out <laughs> he just walked in the bathroom with like a cup of water and he was like what happened <laughs> what's going on it's like when terrence went downstairs yeah. to get your tub like, ready oh, i'm not the only one <laughs> so funny that's true i forgot about that part of it mm-hmm. <laughs> so who's what story is our actual birth story, the of birth the week? story of the week much like she bogarted this birth. yes yeah. oh my god <laughs> guilty yeah, but do you remember the whole, so do you have, um, maybe Jess has one of the boxing, bing, 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 bing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause she's going to need to do that. So this, there were so many things wrapped up in this birth story for Meredith and I, but okay. So the birth story that we're telling today, everyone already knows it's Dakota and Jordan. Sweet angel, baby. Perfect. Oh, sorry. Oh. We're not supposed to call people perfect because it gives them anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> They are amazing. And they are it's so amazing. It was my third attempted birth with them mm-hmm. and your second because you attempt. I did one. You did you were there for the first one yeah. and then you were there again for this. I was third gonna one. say I, this is the birth that I believe we're talking about. I do believe I was on call and I just got hijacked out of there. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I did do that. That was did part you? of yep, yeah. that was part of Kim's bogarding. But was I was it? okay with it. I was okay, okay with it. Yeah, I <laughs> it was went supposed to be me and Jess against but every you, rule that we have. Mm-hmm. Yep, I did, did that. that. So and th- so, do you have one of those ding 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 buttons because right. you're going to need one? Yeah. She just took I'll a be, punch though. We need one for her yeah. too. Yeah, now, that was ding, my ding, only ding. punch. I'll be the ref now. Ding, okay. Ding ding ding. So so Dakota is the one that we joked about a million episodes ago where we where she was pushing and little poops were in the tub and her husband kept going, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. And scooping them out. Like yeah. it was so, <laughs> so amazing. Good. And then it I was like to- the most graceful handling yeah. of poop I've ever seen. It was so cute. <laughs> and so the second, their second birth, which we told, um, 
a couple after that was I missed it. Mm -hmm. And then she may have had, like she had some blood loss as I was speeding there. And it was like, really, it was a lot. Yeah. Um, so this third one, I was like, you need to call us immediately as soon as you know you're in labor because otherwise we're going to miss it. And Jordan's like, that's cool. Yeah. Like, he's he like, I'm not going to He's cool as a cucumber. Yeah. So, so at, confident. But at this point in our work wife relationship, mm -hmm. Meredith was still 100% checked out. You were working on getting checked back in. No, like, we, we had, had, had the, the conversation. conversation about following the call schedule right. because I wanted to. Well, that was actually the following week. But Ooh. we had talked about... So this about is how Kim is justifying her actions. No, no, no. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I am not... I think it's time for a small mental health break. I would like to also break. acknowledge that this mom really wanted you there. Like, her and I get along really, really well. But she really wanted you there. I think she would have so been I'll fine. I'll give you that point. Okay. So, okay. Points. Yes. That means I'm winning because you don't have any yet. So, moving Oh, no. <laughs> I definitely got a point. She made the noise. <laughs> so, Dakota had been struggling with iron for her pregnancy and we drew her blood and we have a protocol as does every yeah, good there's like an actual number that's a cutoff provider that's safe out of hospital and she was directly under that line 0 0.2 like below. directly under that line and so when we got that result we were like well crap like yeah like we didn't have that on our radar for her at right, all right at all it was our third your third baby together but then she did say i actually have not been doing as many iron foods as i know that i should yeah. and i would like to work on that great so for two weeks she works like longer than constantly that, right? yeah it was yeah it was I, I don't remember how long but all of the supplements and all of the good healthy foods and she was doing everything she needed to do and you could see a difference mm -hmm. she was more her energetic energy was better her eye like her just everything looked like i knew it was working and so we drew her blood that day and she of course is like oh my gosh what if i go into labor tonight yeah. before she'd this already been stressing on. so much about just getting to the point where we had to do her blood draw again right and then there was like the added 24 hours right and so i'm like why that's not going to happen you're too anxious over it your body's not going to do that famous last words lo and behold <gasps> and meredith was on call right yeah so, so she was the third of the 30 hour Yes. Crazy train, birth yeah. train. Oh, so yeah. I was at another birth. I did a birth and then you did a birth and, and then we did, then one we did together. the one together. Yeah. yeah. So I was at another birth and I was sorry. I was and I did no births. And we were we were <laughs> sorry. sorry. We were suturing and so I got a call from Dakota and I've I don't know. I was like, okay, I can take the two seconds to finish this, to call her right back. So then that's what I did because obviously my hands were in doing many things in that moment. They were in something. Yeah. And so unfortunately, like, like, <laughs> the two seconds allowed Kim to come into play. The phone went to <laughs> Kim, which therefore gave her her blessing to, <laughs> to take, take over. over the entire universe. And I did. So then, yeah. So I called back two seconds later. And I guess Dakota was like, oh, Mary's calling him. I was like, don't worry about it. I got I'll it. relay what's going on. I will relay. And she was like, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. So then I immediately text Kim. I'm like, hey, sorry, I'm back on. You know, no worries. And I text Dakota and say, hey, keep me posted. Let me know. And that's the last I heard of this situation. This is where it gets little, a little foggy for me. Little did I know. I don't really recall the details. Sometimes, sometimes Kim thinks she said this, this or that, but it really came out as this, this or that. I mean, right. I'm also, I'm also, I do that. Like, like I think we're all brain, human. Like, right? this is what I'm remembering. So I feel like 
I wanted, I knew you were at an, another birth cause you told me. Right. And so I was like, well, if you're sleeping, whatever, who cares? But what happened actually was that she did start labor when they called me, when, when Jordan finally called and I said, how long has she been in labor? Because she was doing that thing that so many right. like, like badass birth workers do where they're like, this isn't that bad. But I told them in advance, even if it's not that bad, you have to call because we are going to miss it otherwise because I missed it last well, time. That's why I feel like she wasn't contracting when I talked to her because obviously if she'd been contracting, I would have been like, well, we need to make a decision around your hemoglobin. As far as I was concerned, she was going to sleep through the night. Yep. We're going to get her results at 4 a.m. Yep. And then we were going to figure out what our next steps would be. Yes. But that's in, not what that's not what happened. <laughs> she was and contracting Kim, and I had no idea. I don't think that way. I'm just like, well, here's the situation that I'm going to make a decision on. And then I'm going to tell everyone what my decision is and everyone's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I did that. Did so that. they called and I was like, oh, my God, I have to go. So I got dressed. I jumped in the car. I know I called and asked you if you cared whether or not somebody else went. I do not recall that conversation, but you may have done that. Um, you called I, me because I'm closer, so you knew I could get there faster. So I'm not going to do it now, but as soon as we are done this, yeah. I'm going to look it up on my phone. Because I, I remember you telling me the next morning. I remember texting the next morning and being like, well, what about the one whose water broke? What happened with that? And then I remember you being like, well, she had her baby and I brought <laughs> Meredith. Did I call to ask you about someone else then? Yeah, because there was like three other people in labor, and so I remember something about else. me or Katie, but yeah, yeah I, I know. I, I'm pretty sure you you had no idea. I called you yeah. in the middle of the night for someone. So in my mind, it was Dakota, but we'll figure that yeah. out later. And then we'll tell everybody um, if I was wrong. Completely. Point for Jess. Yeah. Point I for mean, Jess. okay. So, I slept great that night. So I did not, in Meredith's defense, even consider asking her how she felt about going to this birth with a low hemoglobin because... That technically was below the level right. that is considered safe for delivering Correct. When last, when last seen on paper. Because in my heart, in my mind, I knew her hemoglobin had gone up and I knew that I was going to say, here are your risks. You can choose to go to the hospital or you can birth alone at your house. Keep me updated. And I mm-hmm. knew I wasn't going to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I went. And so when I called Meredith, it wasn't a, hey, here's the situation. It was... you. I answered the phone to, you need to get out of your, like, leave right now. I I feel like I don't talk I like that. I feel like when you told me the story later, you yeah. said, so I'm going to this birth because I really want to go to Coda's birth. Yeah. And you were on call, so you can choose if you want to come as my assistant. And if you yes. do not want to come as my assistant, I will call Jess. She said she will come. Yeah. So that means one. I or, did call or you. You might not have called Thank me. You. you might have said in your brain. You just Jess is on call and she will come. Right. And so then I put Meredith in a situation where she is like, I'm either going to allow Kim to go to this birth with Jess, who's an amazing assistant, but without medication. But also or, knowing that you were probably going to miss it. So right. ultimately, if I didn't leave my house right you then, were going, she was going to be doing this by herself with an increased risk for hemorrhage. Right. And so, so of course I'm like not not gonna go right. And so so we were not gonna not gonna go. So you would think that that is when Meredith was like, you know what, I'm on my way, toodaloo, I'll see you there. No, but that's not what no, happened. No, I'm gonna hold what you accountable to your bullshit. Was a five minute. I have to I say though, it wasn't an argument. A, it did not delay. 
her care. No, because I it was, was on the drive to her house. I was like, hey, we need to talk this through because it's bullshit. I was speeding up 81, like as fast as I dared without getting pulled over. You're you're like, I got to I'm trying. I'm nursing Eliza. Like, I got to get blah, blah, blah. And we're both like, ah, and we're like, you did this. And I'm like, well, it's only because you did that. And you're like, well, then you did this. And blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I acknowledge this, but also this. And so we did this. You eventually acknowledge that. You really toxically justified your actions and then agreed that it was not appropriate, but also said you probably would just do the same thing again. 100%. And here we are. And still working together. Yes. In those beautiful words, though. Because I don't think I use the word toxic, but yes. So then by the time we got there, I was like, well, I'm glad that we were forced to rush argue all of that out on the way. And then we got there and you made it. Mm, I did. Barely. And the pi- the pictures are on our website, like they're, they're on so our um, Facebook. They're so amazing. It was a perfect birth. It was amazing. She was. Are in, you gonna tell any details of yeah, the actual birth? So I, br- I brought up the little thing. <laughs> so what's driving me crazy, Dakota, about this birth, Dakota, is that you were contracting, Dakota. Her, no, her last. So her last two births, I think were easier for her. Oh yeah, this one physically she had was much harder. Right, yeah. and so physically. She worked harder during this labor. And so I think in her mind, she didn't do as well of a job because to her, like outwardly, it was amazing. Right. Also, like there was so much stress leading up to. Yes. The iron the birth. That right. I just wonder if maybe she didn't ever get into that headspace right. so that it felt harder because it was really hard for her to feel safe just with all of the yes. things leading up to it and in her mind like all i need to do is know see that i know my irons up like she was like i felt better i knew that it was working but i didn't see the number so there was just a lot of stress and so seeing how it went fr- from your standpoint and from jordan's standpoint everyone's like oh my gosh you were amazing but in her mind so it's driving me crazy dakota that you didn't see what a badass you were in yeah. that moment just those photos enough are like proof oh my god so stunning so amazing so it says here um i was only are you just talking you about got the details? there i only four oh nine I, say, I think i was maybe there for 10 minutes 15 yeah. minutes oh hold on you got there let's see you charted at 409 yeah which i guess is when you got there mm-hmm. and then like the head the was baby almost visible was, at that point when i walked in the door the head was b- visible less than two minutes later yeah and then the head was out um like right after that she did that like really stunning birth pause too like she was like in a squat like in a kneel and like i had and like we caught we me and jordan caught the baby together yeah and just had the baby like between her legs while she was catching her breath and it was just like really nice that oh she, and there's a picture of that it's yeah, so beautiful where she we just got to hold our baby while she just like took that beautiful moment that mom's like the pause don't even know exists sometimes yeah. right pause. Um, so you like, were there for exactly 10 minutes when the baby yeah, came okay, out I was gonna say, but i was looking at the notes and then i realized the head was visible for several minutes with pushing because she actually had to push this time yeah she pushed really she hard she didn't have to that push was, last that's time that's right that was something that i was like why is she pushing so hard like right. it was still obviously progression was happening beautifully but and i was also like yeah. why is she pushing so why hard? is this happening in the heart and then i thought maybe you would make it but <sighs> alas, alas i did didn't so she's like well i guess we're having another one i'm like stop it mm-hmm. <laughs> i was at the first yeah i was at her daughter's birth yeah and so that's fine so Anyway, and also, I mean, like the heart of our care is prenatal care anyways. Let's I be know. honest. 
postpartum was amazing because her kids came in and her family was there to support her. Oh my gosh, their family's the best. I love them and it's so great. And so we just love you guys so much. Dakota and Jordan, you guys rock and I wish everyone had the support that you guys had. And um, I'm so glad that... Thanks for listening to us bicker about your birth. Meredith and I don't have to continue arguing on the way to births because we got it all out because that was a lot. I just want to say for Kim it was a lot for me I was like this is just a really normal part of communicating with somebody that you work with who's hurt your feelings and this needs to happen yeah I wanted to point out and this has nothing to do with what you guys just said like over the time that we've had a break and all the bursts that we've had it seems like the majority of them and I feel like we're almost going to like jinx ourselves I can only think of like one birth that was a, a long birth like most of the births we've had have been pretty Kim precipitous was for three days so I think yeah that I was the that's the one that I was thinking of I will get permission to tell that story because that's such a good story. I wasn't with her for three days she was in labor right. for three days so right. I just kind of went back you, and forth like supported her off she's off amazing yes um and such then a powerful the story. one that we that I transferred with to the hospital as well for okay yeah so that was a longer one mm-hmm. yeah but we've had re- like but those, usually they're pretty quick like, well, we did those six in a week they were all really quick yeah mm-hmm. like precipitous births like that we missed a couple that one we, goes, oh I see that you're completely failing to do your job and missing every one of them so uh-huh. maybe I should call you before I go into uh-huh. labor <laughs> it's valid so hard like if somebody calls you and has their baby 15 minutes later like we had the fastest labor we've ever had an hour 40 minutes nice awesome Mm -hmm. um i have a mom that does yeah usually does an hour oh okay hour flat yeah an hour flat except for the last one the one that you just had Mm. that she like plans when she's gonna do it no oh okay i just know that i like creep on the charts even when i'm not at births and i keep being like oh i know they're at a birth let me look and be like oh they just got there baby born like four minutes later and i'm like mother (laughs) why is birth so so amazing yeah it is amazing (laughs) i want to do a quick shout out without names to our two we um a couple months well it's been six weeks i guess six or seven weeks but we had two v-back c's yeah um one was a home birth one was a well one transferred for a hospital birth but had a vaginal birth did you say v-back two c v-back two c okay yeah two one was technically h-back two c yeah so yeah so for anyone out there who's listening that is a vaginal birth after two cesareans not just one and an h-back is a home birth after two cesareans yeah and they they were were both so freaking powerful unbelievable in such different ways oh my god and both of them were told that there was no way they would ever yeah, ever push well, a baby like, out of their like through their pelvis or out so of many their people vagina. who would never have given them a chance yeah like, it's crazy how well, i know that the people are discredited the v-back two c's that i've attended were some of the most powerful yeah. births speak like and some of the hardest mm-hmm. like and when are, it, they're so like they're just long and but they, well it's like i think there's so much wrapped up in it mentally mentally yeah. emotionally and then physically because yeah. sometimes there is a physical reason that you didn't you just have labors that were normal progression yeah. right but sometimes you just need like if if the mom is willing to continue on and she is physically and mentally good and everything sounds fantastic, then great. Sometimes they just need time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes they just need time. Yeah. So I just want to shout out to yeah, you two ladies. Really big. And that was also in that same month as our crazy birth week too. So it was just like a crazy chapter for us. Like really? so rewarding. Yeah. And now we're having a break and it's amazing. Yeah. It's I crazy. think we should also do a little cheers to Jesse, our, yeah. what is her title? Office, Office manager. manager. She also is, 
I think transitioning into birth assisting. Yeah, somewhat. she's been training for that. Um, and and she just a had doula, hats she, many hats. Yeah, she just had her baby a few days ago. Yeah. She did. Yeah. That's an amazing story. And too. that's a story too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. maybe. Oh, I wonder if she'd want to tell it. I'm sure she That'd would. Be interesting. It'll take five her. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> also very quick. Yeah. <laughs> Short, but interesting. Um, but yeah, so I, it doesn't seem like it's been that long since we've been it recording. Has. I'm glad it feels yes. as effortless as, I don't know if you guys feel like it's effortless as listeners are like, oh my God, they're rusty. But for us, it feels when fairly it feels effortless. Good. When I was on, on my whole. way here, <laughs> I was going to say that in the bathroom, I was, thinking, I was like, I should say that it felt good on, on the, the whole, whole. Um, <laughs> on the way here. I was like, oh gosh, it's one more thing for me to do. And I know that I have to do the blah, 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 blah. But I have to say, as soon as we actually started like doing it, I was like, okay, we got this. It's, it's definitely not a bomb so to bad. my soul. For yeah. sure. I missed it. Yeah. And so I'm just like, I think this is our, this is our time to shine. <laughs> and our, we have some interviews set up that I'm super excited about. So next interview or the next episode we will be interviewing an amazing couple who is hilarious and they did IVF and they want to tell all about their story their journey of IVF and they have I don't know if it's because of the way they tell their birth stories or just the story I mean the stories are ridiculous and amazing and but it is hilarious I I know Kim won't even tell me the story I'm like dying to know but she won't tell me they have no idea from their perspective and I can't stop laughing and I know the story has it has fear in it it has like there's some trauma in there there's there's all this stuff but the way they tell it is so funny yeah i cannot listen to them talk about it without laughing <laughs> i am super I'm excited, excited. here it's gonna be so excited. good um and so yeah so we are basically just we decided to start fresh we're gonna be really working on hitting social media as hard as we can getting back on our patreon game i never agreed to that okay. <laughs> not as hard as we can good job as, jess as well as we can um and uh, just getting in a good schedule um like always continue to send us like your emails yes and yeah, ideas stories people to interview and we're going to record every other week so we don't get burnt out yeah. yep and yep. it's whineaboutbirth at gmail.com for all the people who may have forgotten because they haven't heard from us in so long mm-hmm. and um for patreon if you're interested in checking that out it's www. look i did three w's patreon.com slash whineaboutbirth um but yeah let's just see how, how this, this winter goes, goes. <laughs> we shall see it's like a birth we never it's know like unknown labor the only other thing that we have to say is cheers, cheers.